this is Voyager time. Margaret, this baby won't tell me what's wrong with it, and it's stuck to a leaf, and it stinks. Let's see if we can't find some space anomaly today that might rip it apart. I'm Andrew, and with me today is... Sarah. Ben. Nate. Have I been saying Nate or Nathan? This is a good question. I've been <laughs> I saying Nathan. Have Nathan? I? Because I said yeah. the first episode, I think I said Nate. Well, you um, go back and forth then, because you've definitely done both. I'm getting big Nathan energy out of you today. <laughs> yeah. Nate, can we get a can we get a quick run of that again with you saying Nathan? Nathan. This is my normal human voice. <laughs> <laughs> so Nate and I have a new thing where we're gonna try and guess what Andrew's uh quotes are gonna be, and we were very off this time. Oh, uh, what'd you think it was? Um, I specifically thought it was going to be um when Kim was saying, I remember being in my mother's womb. <laughs> Which That was a whew, very good one. Yeah. That was a hell of a quote. Yeah. And then it just kind Wait. of moved they just kind of moved on. It just Yeah, he just we said that. We can't get into it yet. Hold on, it. we can't get into that yet. Okay. I have yeah. an intro to finish. Uh All right. today we're talking Continue. Thank you. <laughs> today we're talking about Voyager episode five. The cloud. The crew enter a nebula to collect samples before realizing it is a living organism, but not before injuring it. And Adventure Time Episode 9, my two favorite people. Jake feels overwhelmed at not having enough time for Finn and his girlfriend, Lady Rainicorn, voiced by Nikki Yang, so he tries to get them to hang out more. Eventually, Finn and Lady Rainicorn become closer than Jake is comfortable with, and he starts feeling jealous. And Episode 10, Memories of Boom Boom Mountain. Finn, motivated by an upsetting experience when he was a baby, tries to reconfirm his desire for helping people out when confronted with one problem after another, stemming from a violence-hating mountain. It's episode five. What? Of Voyager. No, it's not. We talked about this oh. like every episode. Yeah. Where's... Yeah, I go by the Wikipedia one, which lists episode the the pilot as episode one and two. I think we should go by Netflix list, but whatever. I refuse to give in to Netflix. We're going by broadcast production number. <laughs> you know, the number that everyone knows. Can't give it to Netflix. They, they yeah, I'm not power. giving it a big Netflix. <laughs> Hello? Yes. I'm still here. I think I'm we still need here. to stop talking because we were all annoyed that Andrew's being like this. It's fine. It's just how it's listed everywhere, except Netflix. Netflix is Netflix the only, is one that the only place five. that anybody listening to this will see these numbers. Oh my god, I don't know how I feel about this. All right, I will try to remember that I have to subtract one from every official documentation of Voyager episodes. Can you just you know put a slash between this is episode five slash six? Of- well, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're talking about Voyager episode six. Those of you on Netflix will know it as Voyager episode five, the cloud. Every single intro. <laughs> the episode formerly known as Five. <laughs> Great. Okay, wait. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Have you okay. Able to hear us? I could. I could hear you, but Discord for a little while was just like, "Hey, are you not talking? Or are you trying to talk?" Oh, that's weird. Because we can't yeah. hear you. Yeah, we definitely heard you. Oh, weird. Did Did Obi sniff your PC too aggressively? Nah, he's locked out of this room. Oh, poor guy. Like, he could make some noises. You guys have heard this before. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Can we stop for oh, just yeah. a sec? I was not there for the last, like, two minutes because... Somebody, I was wondering if you disconnected. Somebody knocked on my door, and so I had to oh. go. Since I was talking, he could definitely hear that I was in here. So I was like, <laughs> am I getting mail? Anyway, it was a guy who's, like, staying 
with his friend who lives next door, apparently, and he was asking what the address was. And I'm like... Uh, hey, are you doing a podcast in here? <laughs> are you guys talking about Star Trek Voyager? That's my favorite oh, show. <laughs> Special guest star. It was weird. He probably thought Sarah's I was like insane neighbor. because I only opened the door like a tiny bit, but that's because I don't want the cats to escape. Uh-huh. But or a strange man to get in. Also well, true. that too. Also, you know, I don't want to get coronavirus from a stranger in the hallway. <laughs> oh, yeah, jeez. Anyway. I'll use the Netflix numbers. <laughs> Victory. Okay. Power to I the people. See the, I see the logic, even if I disagree with it. <laughs> Do you want me to retake the intro then? Uh, no. no. Okay. We're committing to this. I'll make something out of it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Five. Okay. Episode no. five. <laughs> Episode five. We've done this so many times now. Okay, can we just continue with the So this Voyager We've been episode. recording for almost ten minutes. Okay, this is so a crazy episode of Voyager. It was. I have to know, is the implication that that whole entity, the blob entity, is just made of coffee? Is this Probably. the that they're that they're getting? Because this is no, the whole no. premise. She was chasing. She was chasing down coffee. That was the She's whole. She's chasing down. Oh my god! Energy. They needed fuel. So that the replicator will make coffee for her, and she's not drinking. It's the coffee energy. Yes, it's big coffee energy in that nebula. It's not a big nebula made of coffee. That's that would I be a very can't good tell nebula. If you were confused though. about that or not, <laughs> I. Just love how excited that Janeway got about the coffee. She's so excited <laughs> yeah. to go find this these Omicron particles to make her coffee. Janeway's quest for so a cup hard. of coffee. Mm-hmm. Consider well, it's not just that she wants coffee; it's that she wants something that's not what Neelix tried to give her. <laughs> I was gonna say it's Neelix sludge. tried to give her shit, so yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> I think Neelix's logic here is flawed. He gives her that little speech about like, as the captain, she's got to like show that she's uh, sort of acclimating to things and 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 not going for the replicator food. But she mentions that she's got replicator rations. Mm-hmm. I think being a good example is her using them for the things that she wants, like the, the little luxuries that she wouldn't get otherwise, so she mm-hmm. doesn't go insane. Yeah. That, that's a great point. I also really appreciated right before that the way that she like turns and her the expressions on her face as he's lecturing her are so mm-hmm. good just from beginning to end. She's yes. so mad at him. <laughs> there were a lot of really good facial expressions in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like the yeah. doctor later on when they muted him and he, Oh my god, oh. that was the best part. And him just being <laughs> in the background like looking around the room. <laughs> I couldn't pay any attention to what they were oh, yeah. saying because I was just focused on him. Mm-hmm. I took a couple moments to look at them and they were doing nothing interesting. It was definitely still, yeah. the, still the doctor. So as I was going through this, Taylor was watching with me and we had a good time pausing it and trying to examine all the quote unquote alien foods that Neelix had in his shelves mm-hmm. and figure out what they were for real. Mm-hmm. So we we identified persimmons, tomatillos, limes, a squash, a bowl full of pomegranates, a thing full of yucca or maybe sweet potatoes, plantains, uh, sweet potatoes, but my wife says that they are shallots due to their size. Uh, regular potatoes, yams, a weird cabbage, star fruit, a horned melon, and a bowl full of plums. Yeah, so a lot of fruit that checks out. 
Yeah, I'm sure just, they just sent like an intern to Whole Foods and were like, buy the weirdest ones. Hey, go find some weird fruit. And bring yeah. Back here. <laughs> buy some- and so he shows up with sweet potatoes and limes. What are these strange green balls? I mean, limes have a really interesting color. What, green? That bright of green? There is a specific color that's just lime green. Yeah, but it's not the color of limes. Limes are just like plant green. Nah. I'm right on this one. I'm just going to take that stance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Firm stance. I'm just always, there. that's going to be my thing. I'm I'm always going to be looking to see what foods Neelix is cooking with <laughs> that are just regular earth foods. I'm wondering how much, like, is he just going to be constantly doing this throughout the rest of the series, too? Like, is he just always going to be cooking something weird? <laughs> I hope so. Begin- he better the beginning be. of every episode. Yeah, the beginnings of these episodes have so far been my favorite because they give you that little peek into like what it's like to be on a ship in survival mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, surviving Neelix's cooking, surviving not having coffee, having to like buddy up with a crew even though you don't really know how to do that. Yeah, it really is that view into the day-to-day of like what is actually going on on the ship before it gets into like the actual like quote-unquote content of the episode. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. I want to know where yeah, Neelix really is getting all of this fruit. Yeah. Well, didn't they say like, they were growing it? Yeah, in the hydroponics Okay, bag. but he's grown that much already? That, yeah, that's the other question. Yeah, like, because It's science. been several weeks, but like... <laughs> it hasn't been well, that long. That it doesn't take... It takes longer than several weeks to grow that much worth of like food that's ready to... I mean, I guess unless it's fancy not, alien not, Yeah, not space, yeah, not space limes. <laughs> space lines grow real fast. Well, Kess is like six years old or something, right? So maybe it's yeah, she's like, three. God, I'm, oh, it's well, actually three. I think I think so. It was something that ridiculous. Why she's never young. kissed anybody inside a nebula before? <laughs> yeah, because who hasn't done that? Barf. I, I, I okay. I just want to say that I was wrong about how I thought that Neelix and Kess weren't actually like in that <laughs> type of a relationship because clearly they are. But mm-hmm. I, they don't really show it very much in that way. And I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I do know why. Because <laughs> it's, so, so it's weird and uncomfortable. So are they romantic? Or did she just want to kiss inside, inside the nebula? She was just taking the advantage while, or that like opportunity <laughs> while she had it. Like They're definitely together. This is just a good friend nebula kiss. Right. <laughs> you know, as you do. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's I always it's like kiss it's like when know, I'm the, in a nebula. You know, it's like the <laughs> right. It's like the you know the uh, classic like New Year's Eve party, whatever. Like everyone, right. you know, find someone to kiss or mistletoe, mistletoe or something. Right, right. Mm. Nebula is basically mm. just a big mistletoe. That Mm-mm. that tracks. Mm-hmm. That sure. that scientifically checks out. Except the one that's coffee. <laughs> Wait, but this one's coffee. Yeah. So then this one doesn't track as mistletoe. Oh no, my logic. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Nate. I'm retiring from my uh, <laughs> my role as um, Nebula expert. Nebula, yeah. <laughs> Nebula kissing expert. <laughs> you have to, I'll turn you have my to burn up your diploma. Yep. You can't be Dr. Nebula anymore. <laughs> okay, so my assumption for 
what the conflict was going to be with this nebula was that they were going to be somehow trapped inside of it. Aren't they always? Yeah. I was like, this is going to be very similar to that first or second episode. The, the one where they were trapped at the, in the event horizon. And I was like, there it's going to be a lot like that. I was not I, expecting it to turn into being an animal. Neelix is kind of a pill this episode in that sense. Cause oh. like, he was like, leave it behind. <laughs> let's go. We, we're not trapped. Let's get out of here. Yeah. For once, Paris was not my least favorite character in this episode. It was Neelix. <laughs> oh, boy. Paris is at the absolute bottom of my list for characters this episode. Oh, I hate it. Paris was number two. Don't get me wrong. I was just surprised that he was not number one for worst characters. Well, here's the thing. Neelix didn't bring Harry, didn't wake Harry Kim up in the middle of the night and bring him into his like weird little voyeuristic sex bar <laughs> to show him the holographic ladies he had around. What? <laughs> Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, that was something. <sighs> yeah, and it, they were spent a lot of time there. Mm-hmm. It was not cool. I did not like it at all. So wait. I know, but look at the big fun party they had at the end. <laughs> Which part okay, did you was... not like? The holodeck um, part or the part that it was like a misogynistic like sex den? That part. <laughs> it made me, I was, I was uncomfortable for a lot of reasons, not the least of which was that like every lady there was extremely horny for Paris for no reason, mm-hmm. but also that he brought Kim in just to like, like show like, off, so, have someone yeah. watch. I, I like couldn't to, tell. I I would like to point out that yes, he, everyone is all the women are extremely horny for Paris, but there's also an extremely horny guy. Yeah, that Paris oh God, made. That guy, yes, for Paris, that thing. Mm-hmm. For what reason? I'm. My theory behind this this was that (laughs) Paris brought Kim here to get Kim real horny because he was trying to seduce him with this. Be like, look at this, look at what I can create, look at this beautiful place. And it just ended up being together. Yeah, just falling so flat for Kim. See, what I was going to, I was thinking literally more fan fiction level, Mm -hmm. like. Give it to me. Give it to me. They can have, like, because, you know, it's the future. Who knows what's normal? And so maybe Tom is like, hey, let's, like, hook up with these girls. And then suddenly I can just be like, holodeck change program or whatever. And then it's like, now there's no holodeck girls. And now it's just us. And now we can kiss because now we're all in a kissing mood. Mm-hmm. I like that version. I hope that guy isn't still listening in the hallway. <laughs> 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 I hope he is. <laughs> Shoutouts to you, his, hallway guy. His name's his name was Brian, I think. Hallway Brian. <laughs> Maybe hallway Brian's in a kissing mood. Anyway, yeah, that's my part, my contribution to the shipping department. Harry, 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 come on. Tom and Harry could definitely have gone mm-hmm. a different direction. Anyway. Harry Kim wasn't in a kissing mood. He just wanted to be back at his mother's womb. What was that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why he was, said that. And that's such a weird, so weird. non sequitur. Right. And then you just kind of move why on and never refer up? to it again. Yeah. And Tom I doesn't remember. even react, really. He's just like, well, this won't be like that. And yeah. then they just go into the holodeck. He questions yeah. it for okay, a second. Okay, but did you hear what he just said? He's like, actually. He's like, you remember being in your mother's womb. And then Kim just was like, yep. And he never. What? That's yep. that's the end of the line of questioning. Does he yeah. remember being born? Like, 
Well, uh, he must. If he remembers back, yeah, like being born is more recent than being in the womb. It is a terrible existence for a human to remember. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. I don't know. It's probably nice and like comforting and you feel safe, right? Oh, being in the womb, sure. Being born. Oh, being born, not so no, much. No, I imagine that was pretty traumatic. <laughs> and then also, being a newborn is no picnic. Right. Honestly, frankly, I'm pretty glad I don't remember anything until I was like six. Mm-hmm. The, being a kid, kind of that young, oof, there's it sucks. Yeah. 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 What's the earliest memory that you guys have? Hmm. Mine is I went to I was in a in the car with my dad and we went through a car wash and I was very freaked out, so I put a blanket over my head and my dad laughed at me. <laughs> Not in a mean way. It was just like he thought it was funny. Yeah. yeah. And I think I was probably like two. Whoa. Yeah. My, my family has like an unreasonable amount of home videos because they just recorded so much. So I have a hard time determining whether it's something I actually remembered versus seen in home videos. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I have sort of an opposite problem in that my family has next to no home videos, but uh, I seem to remember, I this is like, I, I, I've thought about this memory a lot, so I think it's been like changed so much, I don't really have a pure version of it anymore. I just remember running from a baby pool in the backyard to the garage and seeing a hive of wasps hanging off the side of it Ooh. and be like, oh, nope, and turning around and going the other way. <laughs> Smart. One of the, the earliest ones that I can remember that I would assume is not on a video is we would, in our downstairs hallway, we would play this game where people on either side, of, we'd have one person who basically tries to like run through that hallway without getting grabbed and people would jump out from like the rooms on either side and you don't, you wouldn't know which room they were in. And you just tried to make it to the other end, and that was terrifying, mm-hmm. but also very good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I very similar to yours, Nate. I don't know a lot of my early memories. I don't remember, if, or I don't know if they're like family videos or like pictures. Mm-hmm. But I remember like being on a trip somewhere, and my parents and my aunts and uncles like having like lunch at a table and me sitting nearby playing with like some dirt in a hole and apparently i guess we were in france at the time and mm-hmm. i didn't know where we were but i remember we doing this oh actually no i take mine back earlier than that and ben you'll appreciate this with your um also having the background with the humongous entertainment games is i distinctly remember I don't know, I must have been like three or something, and getting the the Pajama Sam compact disc, and I was mm-hmm. so excited about getting that for my birthday that I like slept with like the big old box that CDs oh, used yeah. to come in for some oh, reason. Oh, yeah. That's so I had that shit. in bed, yeah. And that why is did, adorable. Why did CDs come in those giant boxes back then? They're big like, well, rectangle cardboard boxes for holding a CD. Well, because it also had like the game guide and like other. Yeah, sometimes they didn't. Sometimes they did. But I remember Mm -hmm. like the games that we got. Like we had Mist and Riven, like Mm -hmm. those types of things, and those come with all these like accessories that are like, (laughs) here's a map and here's a thing to take Uh notes because you needed to take notes with those games and stuff like that. Uh Um, 
I'm going to make a statement here. Okay. Uh, dear listener, if you are about to be offended by me talking about Native Americans and racism, get the fuck out. I yep. don't care what you yep. think. Yep. Bye. <laughs> it it was really weird to me that they had a Mexican-American actor pretending to be a Native American talking about spirit animals and medicine bags. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That was it was bad. Not great. I didn't like this at well, all. What that was, the was purpose bad. And then sh- it was bad that she was so, like, excited and interested yeah, and like this is so therapeutic like it's like this white yeah. person therapy i had that same sacred ritual Ugh, it just gave me such bad vibes yeah, yeah. this it is was, such like classic <laughs> yeah it, it's the classic 90s like by by showing this culture we celebrate it without understanding any of the nuances or the importance or yeah the sacredness yeah. behind it well and there's a part where chakotay is like this is a native american tradition like that native american isn't this this blanket thing that we all have right. these traditions like every tribe is different and they mm-hmm. have different beliefs systems and anyway yeah it definitely felt like they included it just because like ooh this is a fun tie in to you know, include for this character. Because yeah, that's what's defining like, about him. Like, right? I mean, because that's what Star Trek was trying to be mm-hmm. inclusive and like showcasing all these different types of people. There's a sensitive way to to discuss Native American culture, and it's not by having someone who's acting as a Native American do it. They just I, right. I don't know what the right way to do it is. I don't claim to do that, but I know that this ain't it. Yeah. Right? It's it, the right way is not to have chakotay go to a white lady and say hey do you want to find your spirit animal it's a sacred (laughs) ritual that my people have and i can come over later and we can use this magic rock to do it this magic space technology rock Uh, with spirals on it yeah Uh, it was was just so gross and then the fact that they made the joke when balana comes in and she's like oh yeah He's like balana's the only one i ever know who tried to fight her (laughs) spirit animal like what the Okay, so now it's also <laughs> remember how Balana's like violent sometimes because she's a Klingon. <laughs> yeah. I don't so not know. not only just... do we have like racism for modern day Earth, but we've also got the space racism in there too. Oh boy. Yeah, and then oh. also just I just was so grossed out by how excited Janeway was to like do this and like. I just really, truly don't know what the point of it was. Like, I think she was trying to find a... I think the the point was supposed to be her connecting to the fact that she's like, I don't know what how to handle myself out here. It's kind of weird, and I feel like I have to be distant from everyone. So she's, like, looking for some, like, direction because she's kind of the only one in charge. It's not Mm -hmm. like she can call back to Starfleet and talk to an admiral. Like there's nothing. So it makes sense that she's looking for some way to do that, but she's not acting like it's like this intense experience. She's just going, Ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Come over. We'll do it. It'll be like a slumber party is kind of like the vibe that she gives. And it's just so bad (laughs) and awkward and just uncomfortable. Yes. It was not great. I didn't like it. I didn't like Tom's weird sexist, masturbation fantasy (laughs) this was a real rough one for uh sexism and racism yeah yeah none of which seemed to play into like the bigger picture of the episode either like yeah yeah. that was the weirdest it was just color it It doesn't do anything so unrelated to the actual issue at hand in the episode i would say that for sure 
is true of the spirit animal stuff or animal guide, whatever they were calling it. But I think that the holodeck part at least does connect to the theme of like the crew is feeling lost and whatever. And give since at the end, they're all there together mm-hmm. hanging out. It's like, yeah. that's what has brought Hustling them together. That, that's true. And it right doesn't, now they're it, all it, hanging out. And then you find out the thing about how Janeway is like a badass pool shark and stuff like that. <laughs> like, that was fun. That was very good. I did, and I, yeah. I did like that the, the weird horny guy that Paris coded was just like, I'm immediately going to try and seduce Janeway. I was like, Holy that was shit. so funny. Not because it was yeah. like, it was just like so out of the left field. I was like, I've. Never yeah, thought of Janeway she, as even remotely sexual, but of course it's she's a person, so somebody's gonna come right. on to her. But, but like the fact that that happens immediately, and then within, Tom is like super embarrassed, and she's like, he's like, if I'd known you were coming, and she's like, yeah, you would have changed everything, and I would have missed all the fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that was very good. Like that last couple minutes when Janeway shows up to to his weird uh, tavern in France was fun and like it best part yeah. of the episode it like it gave some more context to like how Janeway was feeling yeah but it the first time it didn't feel super necessary like why did they right why did they even have why did you it? wake Harry yeah. came up in the middle of the night to go to this <laughs> yeah because like it had well, Sarah, nothing to do with already. any other it had nothing to do with any other section of the, the show <laughs> Like they had been talking about needing to ration energy, but all of a sudden they can just take the time out of <laughs> they can yeah, just take the fair. time and energy to like put up this holodeck simulation whenever they want. Yeah. Yeah. It well, was I, strange. I don't think holodeck <laughs> I don't think holodeck magic energy is the same as like replicator stuff, because it's just projections of light, basically. Right? Isn't that what the holodeck doctor said? Uh, in like the previous episodes. So what's the point of the wine? If you it's you, you can't taste light. There Wait, is no point. Can't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's not. It's not real. So there's no science that can back it up. I'm just telling you, mm-hmm. in the science of this world, it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's just light reflections that have varying degrees of space magic to make them, you know, tangible. <laughs> No, it, it doesn't have to be real. Like, I know it's it's sci-fi, it's all made up, but I'd like there to be at least some internal consistency. Some, and I was really, I like, I really bumped for some reason on the wine. Like, why why wine? It doesn't make any sense because you can't taste it. It's light. Maybe they it can. holographically drunk? Maybe How, they can work? taste it. I don't know, because if that, if, <sighs> if the holographic food was, like, something you could actually have, then they would be like, okay, everyone just eat holographic food until we fix our ration problem. <laughs> Maybe you can taste it, but uh, not you know, no provides nutrition. you no nourishment. Yeah, maybe. But how would you taste like... it? If you just, if you just make the this. like I don't know. literal just taste molecule, like, molecules, well, just generally like, like any any sensory thing, like holding the pu- pool cue. It's like, well, do you feel that, or are you just like, like, are you just miming at that point? Yeah. It was. I have a lot of questions about the holodeck. Uh-huh. Well, I think a lot of people do. Like, write it down, and we'll send a letter to Brandon Braga, <laughs> who made the show, and be like, "Hey, what's up with the holodecks?" And then he'll tell us. Oh, we'll, friend of the we, pod, dear we'll Mister Bird, yeah. we'll have him on there. We'll have right, him on here some yeah, point. yeah. 
Yeah. I, 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 I'll try not to let it get to me too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we're going to talk. We're going to email Brandon Braga and see what he says. Yeah. We'll, All right. All right. We'll, it's just we'll a magic sketch. room. They can do whatever they want. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 pretty much. It's a, it's a plot device. And I hope you guys liked the holodeck because it's going to be in a fuck ton of episodes <laughs> because, I mean, in general, they like doing that on Star Trek, mm-hmm. but also in this one, they don't have anywhere else for them to be. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, it's not like they can go meet up with other ships or anything, really, because they're out in the Delta Quadrant. So mm-hmm. lots of holodeck stuff. That makes sense. It's basically their dreamatorium, right? <laughs> whatever happened yeah it's a little special play area although chakotay says that they have a complement of 38 torpedoes to which janeway responds they have no way to replace them voyager would end up firing in excess of 100 <laughs> torpedoes over the course of the series <laughs> they got new ones uh, they found, found some new ones a, somewhere. they found them in a different nebula they made. I'm gonna start tracking more. these. Okay, <laughs> they made some more. You're gonna track the, the inconsistencies in these shows. That's yeah. gonna be part of my intro every week. Hello, this is why your time. They have fired two photon torpedoes. <laughs> oh, only God. the photon torpedoes. Okay, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought you were gonna track every inconsistency in both shows, and I was gonna be like. No, oh my Lord. God! No, those 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 excess ones are hollow torpedoes. <laughs> <laughs> God no! You know they're you know they're different because they explode, but they do no damage. It's weird. Right. <laughs> so who? So the only, oh, the only other thing that I really had was about um, Neelix's bullshit. Oh yeah, where he's mm-hmm. just assigned himself morale officer. Okay, well that was that's annoying, but my thing is more before that when oh. he's getting all pissy because they're going back into the nebula and he's like, "This is this has gone too far." He's like instantly yeah. at eleven and freaking out, even though mm-hmm. there's been no buildup in previous episodes of him mm-hmm. having this feeling. And so he goes into Janeway and is like throwing a hissy fit, and she's like, "This is the way it is on the ship. Like we're an exploration ship. It's our duty to help things if we fuck them up." And mm-hmm. so go sit down, basically. And my thing is just, Neelix, you asked to be here. Yep. Like, they didn't ask you to be here. Yep. You are an optional person on this ship. Like, you can leave whenever you want. And, mm. like... He's probably the biggest use of resources on that ship. Seriously. And they're being very nice to him, letting him be there. Super and, like, accommodating. Yeah, maybe... He maybe needed, sometimes he... he needed an organ in the last. Yeah, the last yeah. <laughs> now he's complaining. Yeah, they bent over backwards for him. I mean, and granted, it was Kess who ended up giving him her lung, so it was like another person that is also technically optional in this situation. <laughs> but like, oh no! But Janeway still chased down these other ships to try and yeah. get his lungs back. Right. Like, yeah, they. She put the whole ship in danger for him, but like when it's not for him, he doesn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. I guess. Maybe it's PTSD from having his lungs removed. Well, if that was what if that's what he's dealing with, which would be completely reasonable. Mention maybe they the lungs. Talk about <laughs> There's so many things that's that's something that Star Trek did in the nineties that they don't do now, at least on the new shows. Like it's a it's story of the week, like monster of the week, yeah. story of the week, like everything is kind of wrapped up. Unless unless it's a two parter, then that's the only time it carries over. Every mm-hmm. other time it's just, okay, that story's yeah. done and we're yeah. going back. We're not going to talk about it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very, very serialized. Yeah, it's super serialized, which is fine. Yeah. Although I feel like on a show like 
Voyager, which has such a clear arc from beginning to end, like they start in the Delta Quadrant and they got to make it back home. That's like there's a beginning and an end. You can see how that would shape out. Right. It would be nice if there was more uh, episodic or more of a, a structure and how characters change and developed over time. Yeah. The only other because they're going to experience a ton of trauma during mm-hmm. this, like Needlex having his lungs removed, or not being able to use the replicators, or like something happens and they lose their food in the engine bays or whatever, right? Yeah. Like those are things that are going to impact people for a long time, and it'd be really right. it'd be cool to see how that impacts people throughout the entire course of the mission. Yeah, I mean to be fair, we're in like a couple episodes, and so maybe that comes later, but yeah, yeah, at this yeah. point, it's it definitely feels like they're. It's still like a fun episodes. little space yeah. adventure instead of. Yeah, it's still. Oh Star no, we Trek. could die. Like we could die out yeah. here and never see our families again. Yeah, and they they touch on that a little bit. Was that two episodes ago where they're talking about like their family back home? But it's always just those little bits at the beginning. It's never like the meat of an episode mm-hmm. right like the- they still send their officer crew down on these mm-hmm. away missions that are like just out of curiosity. Yeah. The other thing that I would I mean, kind that of is want... their job. Like technically it's a science vessel. So like in tech they're just doing their jobs and like Right. I think partly probably it's That's like, a good point. They're doing it because otherwise they would go crazy probably just trying to get through the situation. Like they would just lose yeah. it if they weren't doing something that they thought would be helpful. Once they get back, because like even if they all die on the ship, like hopefully the ship will at least get back or like people who Ooh. are their descendants on the ship will get back, you know, because like they have to think about it in that way. I yeah. mean, yeah, at least make this trip so, worthwhile. This, yeah. Is this about the tone that the show maintains throughout its run, Sarah? Yeah. Okay, interesting. It's so light when you because hmm. when you put it that way, you're right. Like they could all die and the ship could go home and the only record of them would be. Like their their research, yeah, that's super bleak. Yeah, there is there are some times when it gets darker, but it's mostly kind of this. Yeah, it's so interesting because yeah, like it's it throughout the whole thing, it's played like the classic Star Trek to go where no man has gone before to seek out new whatever the whole quote yeah. from the beginning. But in this one, like the stakes aren't. We didn't do a our job well enough and now we can't get back home or whatever it's like we are on the other side of the galaxy and if we die no one if we get hurt no one is coming to rescue us we're entirely on our own yeah they had the perfect setup to have a darker star trek like series and well if you want a dark show that has a very similar situation for certain for the people who are left might i recommend battlestar galactica (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's basically dark voyager (laughs) But I would love but that it's a little different because it's military, right? Yeah, and like is. they're being hunted. I would love to see Voyager really tackle the the whole question of what it means to have to survive on a starship not meant for that. Yeah. yeah. Still a good show. Yes. Indeed. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Don't yeah. get me wrong. This I just I it, I like this a lot. I just these are the things that I would like to see it investigate more. Right. The thing that I disliked about Neelix the most on this is the way he pronounces the word irresistible. Try to stop the cardaway leaves. They're irresistible. It was weird. I noticed that too. <laughs> I must have like blocked. Irresistible. Oh, I was going to say, I must have blocked it out because I don't remember him mispronouncing it. Irresist- it was weird. It was, yeah, it was strange. All right. Should we, should we move on to Adventure Time? Yeah. Yes. Before we go into this, though, I would like to say this is the first episode that we've made since I uh, 
started editing these. Ben, did you already say the thing about the theme song when I was no the guy in God? The okay, I totally forgot. So Nate made an awesome theme song, an absolutely for us. incredible. Which you've theme heard, song. yeah, which you've heard four yes. or five times now, but. <laughs> but this is the first time that we've recorded since hearing it. Yes, and it's, and it's so, so good. good. The man bought a ukulele just so he could record that. It's incredible. Yes. His dedication to the craft. Ooh, <laughs> admirable. It's, yes. Awesome. So good. But seriously, thank you, Nate. It's an amazing theme song, and we are all it's so thankful. It's extremely good. Thank yes. you. It was, it was fun. It was a fun little project. Okay. Very Adventure good. time. My two favorite people. <laughs> this is one of my least favorite episodes. It was. It was, uh, yeah. Fine. It, it's, it's fine. It's, it wasn't a whole lot. To, I mean, I like Shark and Science Cat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish they were in it more. They should have been, yeah, a more fundamental part of that episode for sure. Yeah. Like have that yeah. kind of be a recurring thing where we see them mm-hmm. showing up every day. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. My favorite bit from this episode uh, was when Jake was looking up. Uh, like somebody to call to make uh, Finn jealous, and he just that was lists so through so through many names. names. <laughs> I, ha- yes, I have the, I have a couple of those. Right I have now. the full list here. <laughs> I went to the wiki. Oh, go for it, baby! Doug, Todd, Jerry, Dennis, Reggie, Peter, George, Larry, Luke, David, Benton, Mike R, Mike H, Mike A, Gareth Jennings, Mister oh, International, Mister Outrageous, <laughs> Captain <laughs> Majesty, Flying Lettuce Brothers, and Pete the Punk, and, and Tiffany. Tiffany sorry. <laughs> I'm yeah, the flying it. lettuce oh. brothers. I lost it at Captain Majesty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Along similar lines, I really appreciated the universal translator settings. Oh yeah, those, yes. that was fun. <laughs> the three settings that a translator can have: old man, nerdy alien, and nightmare. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the old man voice for Lady Rainicorn was Pendleton Ward, the creator of the show. <laughs> that's very oh, good. That's uh, funny. That can, is not my fun can fact. Can I make a brief request? Oh, go for it. Oh, before we do, can, can can we all do a roundtable and do our best old man voices? <laughs> no. I does mean, you guys be, can. Does it have to be? <gasps> Are you sure, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> yep. We need to go back Seems in time. Like it could be a lot of fun. <laughs> Marty, we need to go back in time. <laughs> it, it was very reminiscent of that. Yes. Nate? Yeah, this, I didn't like this episode, really. Why not? Because it was all just about something dumb. And I just, it, like, I think the moral, like, it seems like every episode has, like, a moral. And the moral of this one is, like, every, I don't know, like, get to know each other and you don't have to be jealous. Like, every, I don't know. I don't even know what it was supposed to be. It was just, like, I just didn't like the way that it played with jealousy as, like, a joke, mm-hmm, I guess. Yeah. And, like, making it look like being jealous is i don't know it just was a weird it just had a weird vibe to me and seemed kind of beneath the i i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to say just basically i just thought it was kind of a crappy topic (laughs) it's funny you mentioned the moral because uh pendleton specifically tried to flip the typical moral on his head here or like the idea was like in a, in a more traditional kids cartoon, this would have ended with like, "Don't be jealous. It's totally fine." Like blah blah blah, that kind of thing. Like communicate yeah. your feelings. Whereas this one, they turned it around, and the moral was just be an idiot all the time. Which mm-hmm. whatever. 
I don't think that was the moral, though. That is what he says at the end. I, I love you because you're an well, idiot. That's what... It makes me feel like a genius. <laughs> I like that. That, that was pretty That funny. was funny, but I was also like, damn, girl, you can do better. <laughs> <laughs> what were your thoughts on uh, yeah. Lady Brainicorn? I thought she was cool. Yeah. She was really cool. Uh, I really liked... I thought she was like cool looking, and I wish that she... I wanted to know what she was saying when she was speaking Korean or whatever. I, she know, was. I love I that it's real Korean for one thing. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, though, that my fun fact for the actor this episode is about Nikki Yang. Uh, so she was originally an animator who was doing some of the work on Adventure Time. Uh, her she got her start doing uh, a lot of other shows uh, for Cartoon Network, but. Her earliest thing that I could find on IMDb was a a failed series, I think, called Game Over. But immediately after that, she started working on Family Guy as an, as one of their animators. Yeah. Hmm. So she went from Family Guy to Adventure Time, <laughs> which was a <laughs> that so, is a big jump. Yeah. Or yeah, like to like Cartoon well, Network style between, animation. Yeah. She's also the voice of Bimo. Mm-hmm. Oh. But we we haven't officially met Bimo as a character, have we? No, no, we have not. She also voices a character in Gravity Falls, another excellent TV Gravity show. Gravity Falls, Clarence, and We Bear Bears was uh, some of the stuff I could find. Okay, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, uh, also slightly fun fact, at one point I did try and learn Korean and it did not go well. <laughs> <laughs> I fell off that so fast. I really wanted to be able to watch uh, Professional Starcraft when I was in college uh, f- oh from God. the from the Korean like uh, broadcasters, oh and it did not last long that attempt. Oh man! But yeah, that was uh, that's a little. Is Korean a tricky language to learn if you only speak English? <sighs> from what I understand, it's easier than like Chinese or Japanese, but it's still pretty difficult. Uh, it's like just kind of moving to that style of language in general, where because I want to say sure. Korean is a tonal language, especially so. Yeah, that is difficult on its own. I think it's really neat that there is a recurring character in this TV show who doesn't speak English and isn't subtitled. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. It presents some interesting storytelling possibilities that they definitely capitalize on later. Like, there's an entire episode way down the line that's just Lady Rainicorn and uh, Princess Bubblegum. And, like, Lady Rainicorn gets entire monologues all in Korean that are not subtitled. And, like, huh. it, it just, it's a it's an interesting way to tell stories, and it's a cool thing to do. Yeah. I also saw... I like that she played viola. Yeah. Yeah. I played viola. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. I also played viola for a little bit. Not for very long. <gasps> what? Whoa. I think I played it for six <laughs> I months. I played Half from the pod. sixth Holy grade cow. to senior year of high school. Wow, six years. That's uh, significantly longer than I did. I think I lasted six months. <laughs> so are you saying that we could be having a... Inter intra podcast viola guitar jam band going on here? <laughs> no, no. Uh, if I were going to be involved in any sort of music thing, I would need to be playing tuba. <laughs> okay, very good. Also, <laughs> very good. Yes. 
I actually think I still we are to gonna be the, 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 the pre ads the pre ads song. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, have much space. else to say about yeah, this, episode, this episode. I guess. Yeah. Other than, do we know what the end the the end to Jake's uh, not Jake uh, Finn's diarrhea joke was? Uh, the knock knock joke that was. Oh, and then oh. diarrhea who? <laughs> I want to know what she said in response to that because right. it shut everything down and Jake's face was like, no, she oh. didn't. <laughs> I looked for it, but I, I didn't find anything. But I'll be honest, I didn't look real hard. Someone must have translated all her stuff. Mm. It has to be somewhere. Um, other interesting well, thing. We have a podcast. We should do it. Hold on. Uh, other interesting thing. Uh, in Korea, they didn't translate Lady, Lady Rainicorn to English. They just left her as Korean, but like heavily, uh, like synthesized or like auto tuned. So that's why oh. people couldn't quote unquote understand her. But people, but people in Korea could understand her pretty easily. Okay, I've got the the transcript here. Let me let me read. Oh, should we each take a character? How much of it are we reading? Uh, just the bit about the joke. Uh. W- <laughs> You need to share the transcript right. with us. We need to, we need to know the transcript. <laughs> okay. Assign us parts, Andrew. <laughs> uh, volunteer for parts. My name is Nathan, and I will be playing the part of <laughs> Finn the Human. I'll be embodying Finn. <laughs> My name is Ben, and I will be taking the part of Lady Rainicorn. Andrew, you pick, you'd pick. be the last one. Uh, my name is Andrew, and I will be requiring Sarah to be Jake. No, you don't want to do it. Andrew, no. be Jake. Can we? This, we've already. Right, I'm Jake. already going to cut I, out like half of it. <laughs> Andrew, can I? Can I speak to Jake? <laughs> is Jake with us? Is Jake with us? <laughs> Nate, start. Oh, I have a joke. Okay, knock knock. Who's there? She said, "Who's there?" Diarrhea. And then in Korean, he said, "Diarrhea." In Korean. Oh, I got it too. What was that? It hardly qualifies as a joke. Sips drink. Did she say diarrhea who? Uh, no. No, she didn't say diarrhea who. She didn't say it. Lady, how about you tell a joke? In Korean, something? <laughs> what? <laughs> Jake and Lady Rainicorn giggle. More Korean. Uh, more of this in Korean. Maybe, what could it have been? Ah, do you remember when we got completely naked and frantically ran around in the farmer's cabbage patch? Jake and Lady giggle. That farmer got crazy mad. That's the joke that joke. they like say doesn't translate or doesn't. Like... Yeah, apparently, <laughs> what doesn't translate I mean, is that is... they got naked and ran around in a cabbage patch. <laughs> it's really that explains good. Okay. why it doesn't translate. Counter- <laughs> Counterpoint: Aren't they both always naked? Yeah. They're not wearing clothes. It's very so... troubling that they could potentially be more naked than they are. <laughs> I, mm. <laughs> mm. Oh, no. Yeah. Huh. Okay. It's can just we. When you shave Jake. Oh, God. No. God. Okay. Can we talk about the good episode now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, really boom, 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 when I really like the mountain. This episode yes, has a lot good. in it. There's a lot oh, of stuff. It was um, so good. For example, the first thing I took note of apparently was a man reindeer, like mm. a reindeer with a man head. Like, <laughs> I don't remember that. It was just like in the background, it's like a, a reindeer centaur. 
No, less than that. It didn't have like an upper body and chest. It was just like take uh, the head off of a reindeer, reindeer and put neck. a man's head on there. There was there was a lot to process visually in that opening sequence. God. Like the squid the like the squid juicer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just getting get some cups of squidding there. This is a lot of like mm. just stuff that they were putting out there to be like, we're gonna animate some weird shit and uh-huh. <laughs> have some yeah, fun totally. with it. Uh, also, my favorite quote from uh, either episode was in this one: "All those men in their disgusting, fantastic bodies." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really liked when the mountain replied to Jake talking. Or I keep calling him Jake Finn talking about the roughhousing. He just replies, "No, it's raunchy and maddening." <laughs> this one went in some weird directions it really did like tying animals to fists to soften blows petting each other to until they were yeah. raw that was disgusting oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> okay so here's what I was thinking about this because I didn't write as much down for this episode because I just was like it, uh, like there was just too much but basically You're deeply entranced by the masterful storytelling understandable well, no it was more just like there are so many things that it's basically trying to say with all these different levels of things mm-hmm. that just kept happening like uh, putting aside the part that we can come back to of him as a baby pooping on himself mm-hmm. that whole thing um you mean where he went boom boom on a leaf <laughs> <laughs> And they have the, the fucking comic book sound effects instead of poop. Yep. Why? Okay. Why was he just a baby out there in the middle of the fucking woods? Where did he come from? Like, who is that? Who are his parents? I know he gets adopted by Jake's parents, and that's how he like becomes friends with him. But like, where did he fucking come from? And how did he not die of exposure out in the woods? Sitting in his own poop. He is a naked baby in the woods. This is a fantastic mm-hmm. question. <laughs> it's not explained until the end of season 10. Oof. Oh my god. Okay. And even then, it's mostly retconned. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes... I can I see that. So. Okay, but anyway, I think this episode is about mental health. Yeah. And how show, and how you have to have... Well, first of all, showing showing empathy for other people who, you know, have things going on and that and then there's like a level of like showing affection can be better for you than fighting like there's like that masculinity thing like it's okay to have feelings that aren't just like you know angry and and then obviously that goes bad like almost instantly but it said that first (laughs) before that happened and then there's also like you can't help everyone although they do help everyone (laughs) Like, the, but like it's a okay very not. roundabout situation <laughs> through the yes. Rube Goldberg yeah. machine of helping. Yeah, but like all your actions have a ripple effect. Look out for others, mm-hmm. but look out for yourself too. Yeah. Well, I'm just meeting There's people just... where they're at with their own, you know, yeah. with their own struggles. Because even though you know he's not, you know, doesn't necessarily agree, he's still wanting to help the mountain. Like even right. we're not seeing eye to eye on the issue. Right. Yeah. You got so much more out of this than I did. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot in this episode on so many levels. Like, because yes, there were so many messages there, and then like the animation and the the amount of stuff that they put into the art that was just yeah. like there for one off jokes or like just sight gags that just 
you, you could easily blink and miss. It was insane. Like the fact that the that the crying mountain had two little hills behind him to be his butt. Mm-hmm. And yep. like, yep, just throwing in more butts in this show, apparently, because that may, yep. I mean, that's the show, but also like, yeah, no, don't turn him around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the lady ma- mountain behind him was real thirsty for his back. And that was so yes. good. Do, do you think that the, uh, the mountain was in denial about being gay? Is that why he didn't want to see their disgusting, fantastic bodies? <laughs> Maybe that's kind of dark, but maybe I don't like that read of it. I don't like that one. As long as we're getting deep. That was honestly, that was the first thing I thought when that came up. I would say maybe he's not in denial, but he's just sad that he's a mountain and he can't, you know, they could never be. It would never be. It would be a cursed romance. Yep. I would say I would say because his argument changes to when they strap the the animals to their fists that he said about the animals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That but doesn't necessarily track, but maybe it's just a convenient excuse. <laughs> well, I mean, the animal punching was worse. So I can uh, understand. It was, yeah, by far. Although the animals didn't seem un- that yeah, unhappy about it. They didn't react at all, but st- I don't <laughs> approve of that particularly. Yeah. Now they're just punching animals. <laughs> Those poor animals didn't want this. Hold on, Sarah. I want you to explain more about what the the themes you noticed in the episode because I just have my my notes here just are nothing but silly quotes. I already said everything. The only other ones that I said that I wrote down was that mountain can talk, and then this dolphin <laughs> fell in love with me. Those are the only other things I wrote down. I loved the line where he just said, that mountain can talk. Like, he's just like, that's <laughs> like what he couldn't like, hear it the entire about. time? I, well, maybe he wasn't, I don't know. <laughs> he was only talking to Finn before. You might have to help me here, because a quote that I wrote down, but I don't remember the context of, is like a cherub with its bottom out. <laughs> I have that was zero recollection was... of the quote. <laughs> I believe that was a discussion of what Finn looked like when he had a boom boom. <laughs> Oh also, uh, Jake's parents saying, uh, "You just kissed a boom boom baby. Don't expect any yeah. sugar for any more sugar from me until we wash your dirty, dirty face." Yeah, and he had like so the old timey twenties voice, yeah. like yeah. radio announcer. You just kissed a boom boom baby. Don't expect any more sugar from me. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Yeah, these were light episodes. They were silly. Um, boom boom mountain was afternoon. Boom boom mountain was definitely heavier than my two favorite people yeah but like they were i mean like any adventure time episode is or not any adventure time episode but i feel like the average adventure time episode is going to be fairly light especially here's the thing about that i watched uh episode puhoy that's uh from season five this afternoon just to try to convince my wife that this show was worth watching and uh going from that into these two episodes was like tonal whiplash. Yeah. Like everything about what it turns into is so fundamentally different than what it looks like now. Like they just, they're like two different shows. It's crazy. It's going to be really interesting to see when we kind of get that turning point of like the show just taking a, a bit of a mm-hmm. like hard left. Yeah. Cause there's, it's all so light and inconsequential right now. Right. It's really yeah. inconsequential and they're really isolated episodes from each other. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, in terms of where we're at in the show now, this 
Boom Boom Mountain was, like, packed for that short of an episode. It's wild to me that Adventure Time is going to get darker than Star Trek. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I was was thinking about that. Like, there's going to be more of a, like... A, a change of the of the tone like a uh mm-hmm. in the waveform of like tone of adventure time compared to mm-hmm. star trek yeah well i don't yeah. want to say that star trek doesn't ever get dark no like, there are times and like when they start meeting up with the borg a lot more then that's a lot mm-hmm. sure like they there's a lot with the borg that's pretty fucked up so like they go into that yeah but okay. that's later in like season four adventure time tackles so just off the top of my head it tackles consent and like the purpose of life and assault and abuse and how not to be a creep and that it's okay to feel bad and what it's like to feel or it sort of directly tackles things like toxic masculinity it just goes in some and parent abandonment and what it means to be a parent and what it means when your kids grow up and leave. It just goes to these crazy directions that you would never expect for a kid's show. Mm. Especially for where it started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially for where it started, yeah. But what about the episodes I feel that like... don't have Ricardio the Heart Guy? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I kind of feel like we like we we misled you, Sarah, because like we told you how great this show was, but it's like not yet. Um <laughs> It's just right now, it's just like any sort of run of the mill Cartoon Network random kids show from the mid 2000s. Right. It, it doesn't really start to like my memories of what it's like in the later seasons are have completely blocked out my memories of what it's like in the first two. Right. But to be yeah, fair, though, it's like, just it's 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 good and fun, but it doesn't have the substance that it does. Yeah. Later. Like it's it's a fun show. It's a good show, but it's just like it doesn't have the same kind of weight to it that it does at the end of the run. To, or on the yeah. later half of the run. They start bringing in new characters, and then they really start to investigate the relationship that Finn has to the world and to himself and things like that, and it just it, it goes in some... And what it means for, like, Princess Bubblegum to be a sovereign ruler, and mm-hmm. what is her obligation to her subjects, and what does it mean to be a ruler? Is she even... Is it even a morally right thing to do? Yeah. And her ability to create life is like, is that okay? It just goes to some nutso places. Well, I mean, I believe you... Yeah, I just And I'm I, also used to shows being bad in the beginning because I watch Star Trek. So <laughs> <laughs> This doesn't seem that level of bad to me, but like it's a it's a good show at this point. It's just mm-hmm. not Yeah, it's it just would, not a deep show. It's still fairly shallow. Right, right. So Right. I wouldn't say it's bad, but this is the show that gets like these glowing write ups in the Atlantic and the New York Times later, but you just it's it's not right now. It's not that show. And that's the one I remember. Right. Uh, did we have any connections between these episodes? I'd have some. Yes. I'll let, All right. Hit I'll, me. Let, I'll let you guys go first. Um, mine is that both The Mountain and Janeway have very strong stances against animal cruelty. Good. Good. <laughs> uh, nice. Similar connection. Uh, Finn and Janeway both try and take care of people that they have hurt unintentionally in these episodes. Mm hmm. Oh man, that's a good one. Yeah, definitely the theme of like helping people when even if you don't need to, like choosing to do that, choosing to do yeah. the good thing, right? Man, 
Y'all are on fire tonight. I got nothing for this one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why does Finn one? call it Boom Boom? <laughs> Is there another word for silly it? Th- <laughs> I, I, I think it's just a silly way you can describe poo poo on a kids' TV show. Well, they talked about diarrhea in the episode before, so he <laughs> yeah. knows how to say other words for it. I was going to say, maybe they were trying to get around some sort of like upgrade slightly in television rating but i guess if they talked about diarrhea the other episode i I think it's just because it's silly yeah (laughs) that's that's the best explanation right there uh i got one all right here we go stick with me because this one's a bit of a ride i'm ready for it lady rain of corn loves jake because he's an idiot and janeway puts up with tom paris even though he's clearly a horny idiot I mean, all right. Okay. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. She doesn't. That's the best I got. I would say it's more that Harry puts up with Tom at this point because Janeway's not seeing that side of him. Except for the one time when she walks into the the tavern. Well, right. But like (laughs) the one who's getting dragged into all of these things unwillingly in some (laughs) cases is Harry. Hold on. Do anybody hear the sound of backhoes and forklifts? Because it sounds like we're entering the shipping department. (laughs) I'm just saying. How unwilling is it really? Well, obviously, if he didn't want to go, he wouldn't. <laughs> so he, of course, wants to go. Of course. He has to tell Tom about how what his mother's womb was like. Yeah, that was my other connection was when uh, when Jake was talking about remembering being in the womb. <laughs> and Harry talking remember about that being part in of the, the womb. Episode? Yeah. It, oh, no, Nate, yeah. I remember. Nate, I yeah. remember. Andrew? Yeah, that, I do not that, remember that. Really? That little scene of the... That's of weird, the, Andrew. It definitely is real. <laughs> this of, definitely of happened. Two favorite people episode. I, 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 well, you watched from the Hulu version, right? Oh, yeah, that was because yeah. I had the... That's because I had the Korean subtitles on. Uh, that was something that Jake uh, said. Did you, uh, oh. That was one of the things Jake said to Lady Rainy Corp. Sorry, Andrew, did you not have Korean subtitles on? No, no, I don't watch the Korean horror version of these TV shows. <laughs> weird. I thought we had all had made that agreement. At the beginning. <laughs> so I want to say thank you to Nate for the use of our theme song. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the ukulele cover version. of the Voy- Star Trek Voyager theme song. What's it actually called? Does it have a name? I, I know. I should I look that up. Think Probably so. just Voyager theme. I, I think it's know. just Voyager theme. Oh, what should this episode be called? Mm. Uh, the name of the Star Trek Voyager song is... Main title theme. <laughs> I think it should be called main title theme. <laughs> boom boom. S- squid juicer. <laughs> okay, I'll just think of something. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. I think no, it's no. got to be something that uh, we said. Oh, see, we got we to gotta keep track God, while we're um, saying things. What silly things have we said? No, because then you're just going to be like, oh, that was funny. I've got to write it down. Coffee like, Nebula. Going coffee enough. Nebula. Because Nate talks yeah, about the Coffee, coffee Nebula. Nebula. checks out. That is a good one. A nebula made out of coffee. <laughs> I can feel Sarah resisting. Let's do the outro. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just wait for you. Wait, what do I normally say? You talk about the next episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, let me do my due diligence here. Ne- Shit. Nebula kisses. <laughs> it's okay, Nate. <laughs> Womb memories. <laughs> I like womb memories. <laughs> that one's pretty good. Womb, there it is. <laughs> All right.
Um, I don't remember what I normally say here, so instead I'll just say thank you for listening. Uh, Join us next time as we discuss the Voyager Episode 6, Eye of the Needle, and Adventure Time Episode 11, Wizard, and Episode 12, Evicted. In the meantime, well, we'll just wait for you here. By the mausoleum. With our backs turned and our defenses lowered. Well-dressed pickles.